When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. With Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. No commute, no leaving the office, no squeezing in an appointment during your lunch hour, and no judgments. To match with the perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash zone and use the code zone to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. That's Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Okay. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as K-Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. You never feel bad about being petty. Let's be clear about I'm that. I'm really not petty that much. <laughs> Excuse me? You're fucking delusional. <laughs> I, just, I just needed it to be clear. Wait a minute. <laughs> now, as always, the importance of this part of the show is learning a lesson and carrying something away with you when you walk away. So... The takeaway from this exchange that you just witnessed, which we all know and you should know, is a clip from one of our illustrious videos called The Green Experiment on YouTube. Just look that oh, up and enjoy. It from. I thought it was from this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like this weekend. But no, we Asante was asking for clarity. He said he wanted to be clear about uh, our beloved Crystal's uh, degree of being petty, which she responded to by saying, I'm really not petty that much, which, you know, got a certain response from us. We ain't going to say what it was, but the point that I took away and appreciated was accuracy. If somebody asks you for something, give them what they ask for. He would say, let's be clear. She said, I'm not petty that much. Give yourself a little wiggle room when it comes to accountability. <laughs> if you are recognizing something about yourself or a trait in its existence, own it. It's there. But also on the degree of which said thing is there to you, which is what my nigga Crystals did when she said that much and emphasized it that much. And so the hashtag this week is that much. Hashtag that much. Give yourself a little bit of wiggle room that much. And now with that being said, <clears throat> uttered delivered and most importantly understood i would like to take this opportunity to welcome everyone to the friend zone which is your weekly look into all things mental health mental wellness and mental hygiene because who in the hell Damn. hades sheol <laughs> wants a musty brain i know i don't hello hi friend <laughs> how are you I'm amazing. The better question is, how are you after I'm such good. an illustrious weekend? Oh, you know, it just was a, a whirlwind of booze and and people and uh, pot and work, <laughs> you know, and networking and niggas and, you know, you it was just amazing. great. Thank you so much. Thank you for your support coming. Everything was amazing. We started out at 
none other than the great and legendary at this point 305 Live Summer Party <laughs> that Kid Fury throws every Shout year. Shout out to Kid Fury. Sold out uh, Haven uh, Rooftop here in New York City. Great experience, great DJs. Hell, even the ones that weren't playing was great because DJ Miss Milan was there dancing her ass <laughs> off all night. She was great too. Yeah. So like, shout out to DJ Dimples and DJ Queen of Space. That was a shit. Left there and parlayed over to the party that I hosted, um, which, you know, we came in and hit the gas and that thing took off running. And uh, we had a good time. Shout out to everybody except for that one security guard. But just like Lord Baltimore in, um, in Perry Potter, he must, who must not be named. <laughs> so we're going to keep it moving. Um, but the party was amazing. Shout out to everybody for supporting it. Um, and we had a good time. It was a great weekend. Had a lot of beautiful faces. I just had such a good time this weekend. And I saw Tati from my house on Viceland. Yes. yes. Which was amazing because I just binged the whole season. If you haven't watched it yet, it's on Viceland.com for free right now. The whole entire season, which is about eight episodes. So to see her walk in with her crew, I was like, oh, my God, let me not be a groupie, but let me be a groupie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and great. then Asante was like, we have a podcast. <laughs> I sure did. I parlay right on up to her. It's Pride weekend, so if it's right. any time to talk to her, it's Pride. And that right. would be dope to have her as a guest, so we'll definitely try to figure that out. But that was cool. It was nice to see the mixture of people there. Everybody was, was having fun. Everybody was having fun. It's Pride, so we was, like, tripping people all weekend or down the street. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it's pride. Fuck that. Bump into somebody this weekend on the sidewalk and look at a bitch. It's pride. Keep moving. <laughs> no, it's pride. You can do things like that. So it was great. How was your weekend, Asante? It was pride. and It was great. It was amazing. I was drunk. I was high. I got to talk to all the beautiful boys. I got to reconnect with some old beautiful boys, some new beautiful boys. Oh. So, you know, it was a great weekend. I, sh- I moved. I shaked. I shook. I shall be myself. So here I am. And it's another episode of The Friend Zone. And I'm so happy to be here with you two lovely people. Right. I want to be clear about what pride is, though, because sometimes people get it fucked up. Like, you see one thing on TV, like you see parades and rainbow flags everywhere and all that shit is cool, but it's not like that. Think more like All-Star Weekend, you know what I'm saying? Or more like, you know, what's another weekend? Or like Daytona Beach Weekend. Like, everybody just comes to one city. There's tons and tons of parties. Um, now that it's cool to like support gay shit or whatever, there's a lot of like corporate sponsored events, which is great because that means somebody getting a check and ultimately right. it's great visibility. So, you know, you rock with it. Um, but it's more so just everybody throws really good parties. You go travel to the city. You see people you haven't seen in several years. And it's a lot of fun. It's not everybody sitting around, you know, researching, you know, the Stonewall riots and, you know, outside getting musty and with rainbow flags everywhere. That shit is not what pride is all the time. You know, it's just a certain <laughs> part is, of it. There are parts of it that do There's a that. certain part of it that's that. But over the over the part we was at, the things that we do, that's what it feels like. It's just like a great out of town weekend where everybody comes and convenes in the same city. So let's just be clear. <laughs> okay. <That's all. laughs> it's okay. So are you ready to jump into the recap for last week's episode? We might as well. Um, I think that it was an amazing time here I had with you few people last week, <laughs> uh, giving unpopular opinions on pop culture topics. I wanted to um, take a spin or take a different spin, actually, on discussing things that are of interest, but still kind of surface level. You know what I mean? When it comes to depth. So we had fun with it. Um, actually in the Twitter streets, none of my comments are relative to that. That's why I wanted to give an overall description of the show and move on to the things that were great in these Twitter streets. <laughs> so, uh, I want to start 
by highlighting a certain tweet from none other than ding Ashley at Forkseetious, F-O-R-K-C-E-T-I-O-U-S, who retweeted a picture of T.D. Jakes in a short-sleeved uh, Versace printed shirt. And the question was attached to that picture, which member of Migos is Bishop T.D. Jakes? Because it looks like something the Migos will wear. And Ashley, Take whose Twitter, James. Ashley, whose Twitter I am quoting said, Pravo. Pravo. <laughs> I like that. P-A-R-A-Y-V-O. I thought that that was hilarious. So shout out to Ashley. I'm also going to give a shout out to uh, I Think Mark, who commented, uh, who responded to this video caption of Meek Mill uh, on stage where I was saying tears. T-E-A-R-S. Here's what Meek said that got that response out of Mark. Extensions? Yeah, so Mark responded to that by saying tears. And what makes it so funny is that that was the tail end of a very long and, and heartfelt speech that Meek Mill was offering to the members of the community to, you know, think a certain way and just do things differently. And really encouraging words from him, but they all tanked because he referred to Tentacion as rest in peace to that young nigga extension. Oh <laughs> right. I can't. Yeah. I must have missed that. Yeah. What? Also, I'm sorry. That was funny. Because <laughs> you know people aren't going to be like, you shouldn't be laughing at that. But that, when you fuck up like that. God. Look, that's just like when New York <laughs> fucked up and when they thought that David, uh, David Guess was dead and it was David Bowie that died. <laughs> that shit was hilarious to me. Classic television. Um, but it was really on the internet because we didn't watch that over God. here. I know. I also want to give a shout out. Naima Supreme has a really dope Supreme. new song called Do Better. And I've been playing it a lot and tweeting about it. But um, at the cake and sugar one, and that's S-U-G-A, not S-U-J-A-I. Let's be clear. Um, she tweeted it and said, she tweeted my, she quoted my tweet of Naima's song by saying, as I'm planning this funeral, all I can think of is what song I won't heard at mine. And this is most definitely on the entrance list. And I need the full choir to feel this here hook. So she, she said that she wants Do Better by Naima Supreme to be played at her uh, funeral with a full choir in tow. Not Do Better at mm -hmm. your funeral. Don't be butch. I guess if there was ever a place for encouraging words, that would be it. You know, the lyrics to that song are Don't Be Bitter, Bitch, Be Better. <laughs> what so, on earth? Oh, God. Yeah. Um, he said, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. And that's all I have for this week. Which one of you guys wants to offer something else to the conversation? Uh, so on SoundCloud, JNR said, I'm from Swaziland. And when when I started therapy here in the U.S., I went to a South African therapist because I felt she would understand me better. In our sessions, when she could tell I was getting worked up emotionally, she would ask me to explain what I was feeling by asking me how my body felt. When she first did this, it was interesting to me because I felt like it was an easier question to answer than trying to find the words to articulate my emotions. So when I'm upset or speaking on something hurtful to me, I usually get a pain in the palm of my hands. So she pointed out that I would constantly rub the palms of my hands during sessions and that it may be a form of self-soothing. I think we're all familiar with the feeling of heart pangs or severe throat when you're about to cry. It sounds a little weird, but I agree and think it's very true that some physical things take time for Western medicine to catch up to. And mm. she's connecting that to the wellness segment where I was saying to pay more attention to mm -hmm. the signs that your body are kicking up 
when figuring out how to soothe yourself instead of just trying to like pinpoint everything intellectually. So that was an awesome testimony, Miss JNR. So does that, so like for the people who, like, you know how people have like makeup sex? Oh, here we you go. You know what I mean? So does that mean that like those people like get hard during the argument or whatever, like repeatedly and they're like, wait a minute. So maybe that means my way of self-soothing is like <laughs> literally rub soothing of self. Is that what that means? Or am I, you know, am I connecting the dots a little bit too? I, I may be overthinking. So it's not Wait, I'm going, going, going. <laughs> what you find? Well, <clears throat> dialing back to uh, the Twitter streets, I was actually shown a phrase that was retweeted with the T.D. Jakes picture, and they referred to him as t- uh, take offering, which I thought take was... Take offering. Y'all, what is going Because <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting over here trying to think myself, like, what would it be? Take, And then I was like, T.D. could be take off something Jakes, but I didn't want to be inappropriate because D can be anything, but you know. <laughs> Uh, with that said, I, I saw also... someone call him Cast Out. Cast Out. <laughs> oh. Shout out to Naima. Cast that was out. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all look funny as hell. The jam. Ooh. I also wanted to shout out in the Twitter street someone. Um, the name is Maggie Meadowraj. It's M A G G O T M E T A L R A J, and it says just F Y I or Maggot. Sorry. They have Raj the Maggot. Maggot Metal Raj. Maggot Metal Rage, I guess. Who, who in the hell sent this tweet? Well, because I was talking about Linkin Park. It and sounds so, like a band. Maggot. What? Maggot Metal Rage. Yeah. But it's spelled R-A-J. I said Raj. So maybe it is Maggot Metal Raj, and they're just trying to be clever. I don't know. But uh, Raj the Maggot, or Rage the Maggot, because <laughs> that's their name outside of their at. They said, just FYI, Linkin Park is considered alternative rock rap, which I'm sure has another label, just a bougie-ass metalhead. Because I said something about them being referred to as, like, metal rap or something. Right. But that was listed on their Wikipedia somewhere. I don't make up the genres. Right. He might have made that shit up. I ain't never heard of that before, whatever he talking about. (laughs) Alternative. What'd he say? He said he claims that Linkin Park is not known as metal. They're considered alternative rock slash rap. It could be anything. Yeah. That's like, like Wikipedia. Genre. Like people can update that. Right. They can say whatever they wanted to say. I feel like genres is all, can always be blended, but I guess that they are really bougie. And they like their metal to be a, a certain type of pure, a pure metal, Purist. which I can Music understand. Purist. But you know, Linkin Park wasn't pure anything, so they had an umbrella of terms, and I used a few different ones. So I used them, and I said what I said, <laughs> and that's it here in the Twitter streets for me. Let's move on along to this week's episode. You know how you said I said what I said. So it connected me to Mark. Mm-hmm, As, mm-hmm. Shout out to I Think Marks. Have you seen his Twitter name this week? No. What is it right now? Gardini Leaks. Gardini. Gardini Leaks. <laughs> that is genius. And Gardini, when you use it, I better see I something thanking Mark. With the N and it's capitalized. Gardini Leaks. <laughs> Because, you know, Gardini like to do that Rick Rosa thing any damn way. So he going to take that one. Remember when I thought I saw him? He, uh, which time? <laughs> Wh- which one? Oh, man. Moving on. Moving. <laughs> Shout out to James Caldwell, who says, James Caldwell on YouTube, who always says, moving on. <laughs> Shout out to James Caldwell. <laughs> so are you ready to jump into this week's episode? Yes. Oh, absolutely. So we have two very, very special guests joining us this week. Shout out to Getting Grown Pod. Woo! Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> Praise the Lord, nigga. Hey. Kia and Jay, thank Hi, you for joining us thank this you week. For us. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Jay, did you bring food? Did you make us something? Did you cook us something? 
I brought you some, um, <laughs> some Chick-fil-A nuggets and some sour gummy You got gummy nuggets bears. left in there? And Hennessy over That's here. Some shit. I brought you some Hennessy. I brought you some Hennessy. A well-balanced meal. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Nourishment. <laughs> <laughs> so we were uh, trying to figure out what the topic for this week's show was going to be. When you guys were out there, me and Kia were swapping oh, notes. Like, <laughs> and it's it nuts because our ideas were in total alignment. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the sign. That means the collective consciousness is what needs to be discussed. Um, but there has been a, a lot of, I mean, I guess it's not a new thing at this point. There are a lot of heavy videos that are in rotation on the internet on a regular basis now. But one that stood out um, this past week was the one having to do with Junior, the 15-year-old in the Bronx who was stabbed to death on a street or outside of a bodega. And the what we wanted to kind of extract from that conversation, for those of you who haven't seen the video, I'm definitely not going to like suggest that you go watch it because it's really hard to watch. But I'm sure most of you have seen the hashtag, the Justice for Junior hashtag, um, where people are trying to figure out who the six or it's really like six or seven assailants, which is the scary part. He was completely overpowered by a group of men. Um, but the conversation we wanted to extract from that was that people were angry at the people that were walking past while it was happening. There was like two nurses that passed by in the video in their scrubs. There was uh, the men in the bodega that worked there. We, I think in the video there were about four people in the bodega. And then when he stood up and ran to the hospital, which was like a block away, there were people, there was even police, if you notice, that were standing there kind of watching everything go down and, I didn't see anyone help him in the video. It was just people taking their phones out to record. And the conversation came up of what would you do if you happen to be walking past and witness something like this, something this gruesome that, you know, escalated to that point where someone is being killed in front of you. Because I think there was a lot of judgment and a, you know, what would I do or what should have been done. And people were even zooming in on the nurses' faces saying they should lose their license for not stepping in and doing something about it. So I was curious, first of all, have you ever been in that situation where you were witnessing something that kind of, you know, gave you that tightness in your chest of like intuitively you want to jump in, but you're like, I don't know if I should it might not, like, is it worth it for me to put myself in that position? But you also want to be helpful, obviously, if someone needs it. Have you guys ever experienced that? Yes, but not in a situation that severe. You know, like, I've seen maybe one-on-one fights, maybe somebody getting jumped by two or three people, but never, like, people, like, a group of people in weapons. So, like, for me, that was very shocking to see happen and i know shit like that shit be happening every day all the damn time right but like to see that shit caught on film i couldn't really blame anybody and you know what they were going through because i know that there's like a fear that goes through your body when you're thinking something's even going to happen to you so to watch it happen to someone else i know it's kind of like what the hell like you're i don't think a lot of people are instantly like let me put myself in the middle of danger I know there have been situations where I've seen people get attacked and I said, I can step into this. Like, I know I can do something. Just me speaking up. 
Like people fighting on the train, people fighting outside pride. Like I know I can step in, but if I see like a weapon or something, my first thought is to like call somebody or look around for some help or something, but not to keep walking. But I know New York is one of those places where so much shit happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. People become disaffected. Like when there's so much going on in the world and you see that shit on the news and then you see the shit happening on blocks too, you might be thinking like, oh, just some more bullshit. Not even realizing that is some serious shit going on. Someone's like dying. Right. I agree. I mean, we live, you know where we live. You know what it is. It's mind your business city. You know what I'm saying? Because you can get yourself caught up in something. But I think... I think um, what's going on is that humanity has is lost. Come on, um, in this day and age, it's gone. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like it's like an episode of Black Mirror. It's like the very first episode of Black Mirror where the girl was taken, and the killer was just trying to make a point that everybody focuses on social media and they get so distracted that they don't pay attention to the real life. And I don't see myself. I see myself probably stepping in as far as calling somebody, especially if I see weapons involved, but. I don't know if I could like physically jump in into a situation like that, to be perfectly honest. But I also don't see myself pulling my phone out and filming it because mm-hmm. I think that's when it becomes disgusting. Like at that point, you're you're helping the situation and you're not helping the person at all. You're not helping the victim. Man, let me tell you something. Yo, y'all are something. We got guests today. <laughs> let me tell y'all something, man. It's like a humane thing that that kicks in that you feel where you just can't like sit there and watch somebody go out like that. Mm-hmm. You can't. That's why everybody that watches that video is so moved to like do something, you know, and it's been a call to action now who I'm not referring to are these people who are terrible people who have been posting like scantily clad photos with the hashtag justice for junior. I seen some whore on, uh, on Instagram posed up, ass all tooted out, talking about justice for junior. I said, if she don't put her, I hope her phone died. I hope she get water damage. Cause you know, even though they say your (laughs) phone is waterproof, (laughs) they still the fuck your phone up. But anyway, you can't, like you can't ignore it. Right. And I remember one time, now, I've never been in a situation like that. I've seen some crazy shit go down, but the kind of crazy shit I've seen go down is the stuff that you don't get involved in. Right. Something like that, I think that just speaking for myself, I would not have been able to just walk by and watch some people stabbing a, a person. I, I, you, you wouldn't even have been able to tell that he was a 15-year-old kid or whatever. You just knew it was a regular-sized person getting stabbed by a whole bunch of people. That's crazy. I don't know what you can do, but you do something. And what happened to me, y'all, this happened to me, right? So when I had first moved to New York, right, I used to take the F train, and I saw all kinds of stuff. On the F train under the steps. I mean, one time I even saw people having sex, but that's another story for another time. This particular time, I came down the steps of the train and there was a guy laid face down on the ground. It looked like he had like fallen and there was blood like coming out of the the head area on his body. I, I was coming down the steps and that's what I saw. Physic and this is how I know that I would have I would have been forced to react some kind of way because physically. I just started yelling at the top of my lungs, like, somebody help. At this point, this is a while ago. I told you when I first moved here, because number one, it was an F train. So you know that mean I lived lived far out somewhere. (laughs) But number two, they didn't have Wi-Fi and shit under the um, train stations at the time. So it wasn't like I could have just gotten, you know, some sort of signal and called for help. So I physically, all I could think to do was just scream at the top of my lungs because I knew it was a the booth up the stairs where the agents were. And so I kept screaming and screaming and I don't even remember how long it was, but it felt like 
it felt long and short at the same time, if that makes any sense. But one of the ladies that pushes the, um, you know, the ones that we push them big gray, like Rubbermaid trash cans with the handles and the wheels. <laughs> it was one of them people that came like, you know, looking out or whatever when I was screaming and she was able to get on her radio and radio the people up in the booth who knew, you know, recognized it was an emergency or whatever. And the guy was still like his, his uh, torso was moving. So I knew he was breathing, but I saw blood. And to me, I don't care what anybody says. It's certain stuff that just like physically you are not supposed to see. I believe that like there's certain things that you just like we're programmed not to ever witness or see and seeing that blood pouring out like that. And I could tell that it was something that had happened. I don't know. It just physically made me react. So that's why I think that I definitely would have figured some way to try to help to stop them, maybe scream or whatever and distract them. I don't know. You figure out something to, to help them. But that's just, you know, me. Can y'all believe I saw that man laid out on them steps like that? Fred, you know, that was I was a going welcome off, to New York. Like screaming. Yeah. Same summer I seen that lady topless on the F train, but that's another story for another <laughs> time. It's that same too. lady who be at 59th in Lexington. No, that white lady, lady with the blonde hair. She had a peasant skirt. <laughs> titties just be out. Peasant skirt, like a bunch of chains. And she just, nobody did nothing. I'm like, y'all don't see them titties? Are you just titties? Nobody did nothing. That's when they should have reacted, but they did. Tristan saw a dude uh, get stabbed up with a machete outside the bodega. That's literally what happened. Yeah, he saw him. He saw him sliced up with a machete outside the bodega, and he's like, he, he didn't. He couldn't jump into that. You know what I'm saying? Because that you get yourself messed up. But I don't know about standing around. What about you? I mean, I've yeah, it's tricky. I've witnessed things like that, and I was younger too. Like you know, you're like a little girl. How am I gonna jump in? With grown men, you know, there was nothing I could do at the time. Obviously, the reflex was to go get help. Yeah. I just, I know New Yorkers are kind of numb because we literally, block by block, there's something happening right. at this point in our city. Um, but I can't imagine just walking past and kind of just going about my day like that, you know. And there's levels to it because obviously we're talking about extreme cases yeah. of people being hurt, you know, with weapons. Um, but Key and I were even sharing stories of just seeing people in distress. Mm -hmm. Like I was sharing a story of a trans woman that it was late. It was like one in the morning, had to be something around then. And in the hood, waiting for the bus, um, it was like maybe five dudes. Even me walking past five dudes, I was already kind of like, you know, you got to do that thing when you take a deep breath. It's <laughs> just like, just walk past, <laughs> you know, you got to brace yourself. But they were, they didn't, you know, say anything. So, but then when she walked past, of course, they started with the nonsense, um, making her completely uncomfortable, laughing, cracking jokes, saying just wild shit. And so I was like, okay. You know, me thinking, like, I can't take them if something happens. But my reflex was to just stand next to her. So I kind of bumped her hip a little bit as if we were, like, homegirls. Like, if we, you know, like, I was excited mm -hmm. to see her. Like, hey, girl, made up a name. <laughs> and just started talking to her. Like, that was my homie. And she really just looked at me like, <laughs> she gave me that look like you are an angel. <laughs> like, wow, from heaven. Because oh, it's late, real. one in the morning. And, I, you know, I just made it real calm you know i didn't yeah. make it a thing like leave her alone and and make right. it like i didn't exacerbate the situation like i would have <laughs> right? yeah. I'm like, yeah. right i'm not jay <laughs> 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 like first of all 
<laughs> you know, so I didn't do that. But I was like, how do I intuitively help without getting both of us yeah. into a deeper problem with these men out here? And that worked because... I'm not saying they just stopped, but I think yeah, they at least fell back a little bit. And then the bus came, and we and I we got on. I went all the way with her to her stop, made sure she was good, and then went back to my spot. And I was just like, things like that are hard because Mm -hmm. you are risking your own safety a lot of the times when you do jump into situations like that. I've even seen situations where a couple were fighting. Yeah. And my yeah. reflex of a woman's getting hit is to like jump in. And I remember the woman yelled at me mm-hmm. and told me to mind my motherfucking business. <laughs> and she was getting punched in the face. And That's I was funny. looking at her like, wow. I was like, you know what? So did you get you a lick in for that comment? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to help, bitch. <laughs> Could you imagine? And me and her start fighting. <laughs> I don't know, but it was like, you know, it was that feeling of like, just mind your business. That's what makes it hard. Like, that's what makes us desensitized to, to like, because we see this you stuff never all the know. time. Mm-hmm. But I was saying, I told Fran, like, I have, I have received, you know, like, people have, I've been in situations, like, on a train where I've been followed by this dude, like, literally being harassed on a train. He got off at the stop with me, and he, I stopped because I didn't want him to follow me home. So I was literally just standing there waiting. I don't know for what, but some, my instinct was like, you know, he will follow you if you continue to walk. And there was this lady on the platform who made eye contact with me and just kind of like nodded her head like, I'm not leaving until you leave. And just her standing there and me giving giving me something to look at and us kind of like, I don't know if he even clocked it, but just like in that moment, I was so grateful because she didn't come in and say anything because, I mean, who knows what he would have done to her. And you can tell this guy, whatever he had smoked, <laughs> he was zooted. Right. So it was a situation where it was like, I didn't know what to do. And I was praying. I had an umbrella in my hand and yes. I was praying and talking to my brother. And I was like, Lord, if you just let me know how I can hit this nigga with this umbrella <laughs> yes. to end him. Like, I just want to hit him one time okay. to take him out of here. But like, even in that, she was able, she saw that I was afraid and she like made eye contact with me and just stood like mm-hmm. directly across from me. And he left eventually. And then we stood at the platform and he, she was like, wait with me because I don't want him to like follow you home. But just having her in that moment right. literally changed the game for me. Because I didn't know what I was going to do. And having that experience, I try to find ways to think of, like, how I can be helpful in ways that won't compromise or exacerbate the situation, but compromise me or exacerbate the situation. But I do know that, you know, maybe it's just being creative or maybe it's just instead of panicking, but trying to think, okay, how can I do this in a way that helps and actually doesn't harm, but... I've, I'm just saying, I've re- I've been on the receiving end of that mm-hmm. of that kind of help from a stranger, and it really has made a, a world of difference for me as a single woman outside by myself a whole at lot night. at yeah. night. <laughs> you know what? And one of the things, especially like being from the South, that I really took with me was being uh, very chivalrous. So when I came here, I remember always seeing women in situations where niggas was acting like niggas and I'm just like you know like girl do you need me to come sit next to you or like <laughs> I would sit next to her or I would literally have like a man stand over me sometimes like talking to a woman like kind of crazy like would be like you know what's up what's your name you're not gonna talk da, da, da. and like I could feel the woman like scoot over to me and then I'm looking over I'm like you just gonna talk to her while I'm sitting here like you don't see me sitting where and you're like oh my bad like like nigga get away she's obviously not gonna talk back to you and people just do the 
extra the most and it's always to women I, I normally see mm-hmm. so when I saw this video with this dude getting hurt and then people are like people should have done something da, da, da. I'm thinking about how there are everyday niggas that harass the fuck out of people so niggas on the street are probably just looking like oh that's some shit I probably can't you know shouldn't be getting involved in or I probably been there doing some shit or been in some shit especially living in New York on a block by block like you said there's always beef in the hood Literally especially during the summertime block. like mm-hmm. It sucks, but, you know, I've only been on my block for eight, nine years, and I can still think of, like, people getting shot in the summertime, like, funerals happen every summer. And, like, for me, that was kind of, like, scary because I'm like, these people are losing their kids, like, on this block. There are, like, grown-ass women who I see now who don't have their sons or their nephews or whoever because of some bullshit in the hood. And then there are people in the hood that have decided not to do shit no more because of all that. And I thought that that was dope. Like, people that I have, I've known, like, I, I can't say no shit, but, like, they have been in some shit, and I've seen them around, and they don't do shit no more because they've been affected so much, and they see how their actions affected other people. So to see a group of people, and then they were wrong, a group of people attack someone mistakenly, and then people on the Internet saying, well, these people that were watching them should have done something, everybody was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing really, I mean, not to say that there's nothing anybody could do, but there's nothing that we can do now. So going around the internet and slamming the people that were there that didn't do anything, it's not going to make the situation better. Especially when your ass would have froze up anyway nine times out of ten. Right. Ten right. times talking out that of big ten. Shit. Right, you talking all that big shit, but let's see you, you probably don't even, whatever, moving That's on. And seriously, because especially in New York City, a lot of those people are like, I would have done this. Like, you do not know New you York. You don't know till you're in it. It's right. so you easy to say. You're in it. When it's a weapon so is in front of you, it's hard to go against what your body wants to do in that mm-hmm. moment. And then it's not a thing of like, oh, let me stand here and process this. Like, everything's moving really fast. Yeah. Like, even if you watch the video, that was like seconds. You know, like, you have to think fast. And uh, people are in front of the the bodega now. I saw videos. Uh, literally, they're not allowing the bodega to Op- operate. Run. They're just not allowing it. They're outside yelling. Uh, they had the bodega owner on the news. It was like a phone call and he was saying like they were closing and the kid yeah. ran in. They're thinking it's just some gang shit. You know, like we just That's didn't want right. nothing to do with it. Like we had lo- a long day of work. We were just trying to go home to our families. We didn't know what was going on. Um, and they kind of feel like it's not their fault and they don't know why people are trying to shut down their business now. Well, that's exactly why, because you would take an attitude like that. Now, was it their fault what happened to um, to Junior? No, but it was kind of cold and callous. And then to even be so bold as to offer that up as an excuse of sorts to try to get people to be more understanding, that made it worse. Mm-hmm. Like, how dare you say, oh, well, we had a long like, day. Compassion we here? was tired. That's why we ain't intervened. And somebody is dead. Like, that's kind of fucked up. And so I'm sure that didn't do anything but make it worse. It's just like that crying-ass white lady um, that called the police on that little black girl. Now she wanted to come up on TV. Crying. I saw she tried to, she had put some um, lipstick up on the top of her face because you know she don't she have no, no top lips. Because <laughs> we no saw, lips. see, that's, see, see, <laughs> figuratively and literally we saw the real her in that video. Did. In the video, the surveillance footage. Where she's like, the whole world going to see you, boo. We saw the whole, everyone really saw her. So for her to get up lying, not just out her mouth, but also on her mouth with that lipstick up on her top lip. It's all a big fat lie. And I bring that up because that's what people like to do, offer up piss poor excuses for stuff like that. And to me, 
as the owner of that bodega, what you do is you say, this is a terrible, terrible, terrible. tragedy. We wish that we would have been able to do something exactly. differently. Um, there's nothing that we can say other than that. We offer Absolutely. the most love and support and, and, However and we sincere can be whatever to the family. Right. And, you know, you establish something, you show honor and respect to what the fuck happened. Mm -hmm. You don't offer that up to try to sway people's minds. You know what I mean? To, to be, to go easy on you. That's terrible, man. Because it's not about you. And then, and exactly. And then we're also dealing with um, with some people who that type of, that ain't going to fall well on them. Mm -mm. Like, they're not going to receive that. Are you mm -hmm. crazy? And that this is me being nice. If I really didn't care about anything, I would respond completely different <laughs> to that. The mere notion is right. like, it's just like how Nipsey Hussle slapped that man at the BT <laughs> Awards yesterday. Well, you, I missed that. Left. It wasn't even a I slap. I saw a still shot of it the was, guy's head kind of a two-syllable slap. It wasn't even. <laughs> it wasn't happened? a one-syllable slap. I believe it he was, was running slap. late for his performance. And he wanted he needed to drive his vehicle down an area where they kind of had some cones set up and some sort of security protocol. You know how all that works. There's yeah. credential check-ins and shit. And so Nipsey and his team were obviously telling the guy who he was or whatever. Someone was from Nipsey's team was walking back over to where the guy who already you could see he had an attitude um, was. And they were holding a, one of the orange construction cones. And the guy like knocked it, slacked it out his hand. Oh, no. He slapped that cone out the guy's hand to which Nipsey looked and immediately mm -hmm. gave him an open-handed slap across the face. Mm -hmm. That was audible. You could Two hear syllables. the smack. It was not like, you know, yeah, it's you like a slap. It. it was like a slap. Like, <laughs> it was a two-dimensional slap. What made it so glorious. <laughs> and these are, yeah, these are the elements that made it like, like so culturally like relevant Absolutely. he did it wearing slide in mm -hmm. um slippers and white and socks. socks and socks when you know when they talk him. about slapping the fool out of somebody that's exactly what wow, happened. But i, I say that. that to say that's how you respond to utter and blatant disrespect like that some things are just unspeakable like mm -hmm. i can't even believe that especially as visible as this is you know what i mean this is like a worldwide pain that people are feeling and there's so many people responding to this situation with sympathetic words and actions. So for the owner of that fucking bodega to, to, to say something like that, that's so, that's just mad disrespectful. And you saw in the video, I don't know if, did you guys all watch it? I did. I could, you know, when, I, watch it. I know, I it's one of those things where I try not to, but for whatever reason, I, I clicked it, it yeah. and watched it. And there's a part where he, after he gets stabbed, he runs back in mm -hmm. and then runs back out again. And like they kicked him out? I can't say that because I don't know. I wasn't there, was but like. he runs back out mm. and you see him kind of in a daze of like, what, what do I do? Yeah, yeah, like what the because fuck do I do? Because he obviously didn't get the help that he was looking for when Inside, he ran back in right. to where he knew people were. Right. That he thought as a, on a human level would help him, I'm sure. Yeah, and I know they were aware because one of the guys you see him in the surveillance actually come out and pop his head mm -hmm. to look to see like what happened once he was dragged out. And so he was aware. So that's the part where I am not understanding. The first mm -hmm. part I understand, they kind of were like, if this is gang shit, I ain't trying to be in the middle of it. But the second half where they see that the guys ran away and he's standing there needing help, oh. that's where I'm lost at the fact that no one came out and said, lay here, you know, put a pressure on the wound so that he wouldn't mm -hmm. bleed out and then make sure that an ambulance came. The hospital was only like a block oh, away. Boy. He literally, the kid had to run by himself. Could you imagine that? Run by himself Off his own to the adrenaline. point that he collapsed. 
in front of the hospital. And then that's when you saw people taking out their phones, which is another element (laughs) of this conversation that I am really. And maybe it's a generational thing. I don't really know because it's not my reflex when I'm seeing something to to record it. And I do think it's generational. But I told Kia because we talked about this earlier. Actually, we were we were low key going to discuss this. So getting gross. So it's so funny. But. Um, I told her about I was talking to her about the last episode of Seinfeld, the very the series finale where the I know (laughs) where the the dude was getting robbed at gunpoint and they were all standing around watching and they pulled their video cameras out. Kent Kramer pulled it out and he was he was filming it and they ended up getting arrested for um, a new law that they passed about if you are seeing somebody who needs help and you don't help them. You can get arrested for that. Oh, shit. And I found that. Damn, that I was just, Seinfeld? That was Seinfeld. And obviously, you know, it was a comedic tone and they right, brought right. in like all of the people from the whole series. But I just thought that was interesting. And I and it, and it made me think about that because I was just watching it because I was like, that almost needs to be a thing in this day and age. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a fine line between minding your business and watching somebody bleed out. You know what I'm saying? Watching somebody who really, really needs help in whatever form or fashion. And if your humanity doesn't step in, when you see somebody bleeding and holding themselves and collapsing and all you think to do is pull your phone out and record it, like I don't even know what to think about you. And then uploading mm -hmm. it. And uploading (laughs) it. Selling it. Right. When I was out at the club, <laughs> like you were gonna say something. when I was out at the club the other night, um, a fight happened right in front of me, and was it good? <laughs> yes. Oh okay. So here's the thing, you know, no, we love fights. Let's just be, let's be <laughs> honest. Look, and then it's pride. <laughs> oh, fights always happen during pride. Yeah, look, you ain't seen that bitch all year. So it's like, oh, and, and if you really want to get into it, it don't even matter what pride. It don't matter if it's gay pride. It don't matter if it's Dominican pride. It don't matter if it's West Indian. All them different prides. There's always yeah. fights and shit. So it's just funny every time I go out for a gay pride and there's some fights either in Atlanta, DC, New York. Anyway, and. <laughs> Saturday night, I believe. Um, outside the club, this nigga literally grabs his shit and like goes and knocks this nigga out his shoes. Like the nigga had on some gold ass sneakers and he got knocked out of both of them. But what was Damn, killing me was and gold yo, nigga, how you get yeah. fall out of your shoes? How you go from the gold medal? <laughs> and how you get snuffed out of your sneakers? That's what was killing me. He got beat out his. Were shoes. they sneakers? Were they like a slide? Or no, did they come? Were, were they a mule? They were. Uh, they so were this sneakers. This could have went a couple different ways. Exactly. I'm like, this is not a mule. It wasn't a mule. I'm telling you, the sneakers were. Look, the sneakers were tied on his shit until they got tapped out. Well, that is quite a hit. That's a blow. That's a snuff. That's a snuff. I'm gonna give you the whole play by play later. But what was killing me was the fact that everybody pulled out their phone, and not that accidentally. Well, yeah, you know, everybody wants to watch and record it. But I saw all like the Snapchat apps go up. I saw the I saw the Instagram lives go up. I was like, damn. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there yelling. I'm standing there. I'm like, come on, man. You got him. Like, stop, man. Asante is so good for that. <laughs> <laughs> my birthday. Oh, my God. My yes. birthday. Yes. I, I had a former homegirl. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my, oh my God. God. A verbal altercation <laughs> oh, with my fault. Oh, God. With Crystal and Kid Fury. Oh, <laughs> Mostly, no. Actually, no. With, with Justin. Justin. I was about to say oh, with Justin. about four years ago. And all I remember, I remember holding Noah and being like, these niggas are fighting at my birthday and my baby's in my arms. But I remember Asante being like... <laughs> no, the baby. No, 
Noah and Jade's birthday. <laughs> Noah is here. I was, I, I was like, watch Ooh, out for the baby, man. God. How you gonna fight over the baby? Because she wanted to start turning up and come she, back. She, no, she wanted to run back, but and you know another Because I had stung, I had got her. I had literally got her ass up out of he there. Did. I, I, he did. Friend, you I know. So, you know. I know. So proud. You know she was dead ass wrong. She was dead. She was dead ass wrong. She was. Let's take it from the top. We were at a restaurant, and you know, I was still working in a restaurant, so service, she was not being kind to the people that worked at the restaurant. because This is on, actually, I did not mean to cut you off, but this actually goes with what we're talking about, somebody intervening, because that's what we first Mm -hmm. were, Mm -hmm. were like, so fucking put off by. Mm -hmm. She she was being so rude and like, condescending. She was like, talking, she she was like, water, napkins, clapping while she's talking. Like, when she left the table, I had to turn, I was like, y'all, she don't, like, something is wrong emotionally. Like, because I was getting upset myself. Oh. I don't believe in mistreating servers like servers. I don't mis- I don't believe in that at all. <laughs> we could not. We ha- had to say she something. something crazy, but I had I knew I know Dustin. <laughs> so I said, Dustin, because can you just 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 I was tonight until she started. <laughs> she started, started for talking, tonight. She started talking shit about Crystal is what happened. Yeah. Yes. And so yeah. when she and Crystal was asleep at the time. Oh, I remember that. that. I remember that. She was, she was now inspired. <laughs> needed a quick little nap. She needed a quick little table. No, she okay. was asleep. After, you know after dinner, and she I got a little tired. I believe that that lady had came out her mouth girl. like that. So after she had been completely rude and disrespectful to the staff, like on Dustin started laughing. When she said what she said about Crystal, it was just kind of like, all right, now, bitch, that's where you draw the line. Well, he started laughing, so she's like, like, oh, it's something She's funny. like, it's something funny. And, du- and I, I knew in that moment, I was like, Dustin's not going to hold it back no more. Dustin's like, yeah. oh, I'm laughing at you. <laughs> We're all laughing at you. That's exactly what happened. And she blamed me for the whole Because she tried to uh, check me I did for not laughing. step in. But I'm like, he was wrong. She like, what you want me to do? You want me to defend wrong? And then her nigga came to me later. Who I'm still friends with. Not Who I've actually been cool with. Cool, cool with me. With now. Great guys. He came to me later and he was like, oh, cool. he was like, all your people attacked. I said, no, she was wrong. She was dead this ass not wrong. An attack. She it was wasn't like wilding, like trying to say mad, pers- take personal digs at me. Mm-hmm. She didn't even know me. You know what I mean? And she you was being anybody. grossly disrespectful to Crystal and Crystal was asleep. So somebody had to speak for the speak less. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what happened. Sleeping Go ahead, Sante. I can't stand that her was ass. It. I just thought about her now. I, ooh, she I ain't. We ain't seen her. She because she's not in she's the picture gone. no more. She's done. She's she's done. Well, let her rest in peace. In Jesus' name. Right <laughs> out. I was like, that's why she's out of here. <laughs> Bye, pumpkin. We got her ass up. Bye, and that's what happened. She was embarrassed and came back to the table like, and you know what? And then we was kind of like, no. Okay, yes. Petunia. Okay, Petunia. <laughs> All right. Not Petunia. Okay, Petunia. But that's, that being said, it's hard to sit back and just watch somebody do something like that to people. Like, watch how she was being so rude and kind of sending to those people. We couldn't take it no more. And so I, I know that even on those type of levels, you know what I'm saying? I can't just sit back and watch people be done wrong like that. Even so. if it's like your own people. Yeah, oh, especially. Especially if it's your own people. What? We fight for each other hard. <laughs> <laughs> we fight hard. Well, no, I mean if it's your people doing oh, the... Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. yeah. Doing the disrespecting. Yeah. Doing the disrespecting. You got to check your people. What? My, um... That's what look. That's why I was out there yelling at pride. Be like, come on, you got him, man. Back up off of him. Indeed, because you know he he got him quick. Nobody could have stopped him from getting him. So once he got him, it was like, all right, we'll leave him alone now. And then people were trying to get him, but he stopped himself. Have y'all seen the video on the internet of the guy who fought three trans women on the train because they were bullying an old man? 
and one of them pulled out a, a razor. No, no. When was this? what? This in the last couple of years. So that's my old coworker. I found out at a baby shower last week. One of the weekend. trans women? No, no, the oh. guy who fought. So they were um, they were antagonizing an old man on the train, like bothering him. They then one of them whipped out a knife and was like threatening him, and he was minding his business, like just trying to get away from them, and they were bullying him. So my coworker, my old coworker, who is this very slim yet muscular, he's kind of built like Tommy Davidson. <laughs> wow, what a four-year-old with muscles! Oh my god! So, so he stood up. He actually does like jujitsu and stuff. Oh, but nobody knows Lord. that. Those be the ones. Come one, on, they do that one swift. Got up, kick. like finish him. Three, all okay. three of them. He got up and he was like, "Leave the man alone!" <laughs> oh, and, the, and the lady stood up and whipped out that razor and got to go. What? And he and he fought all of them <gasps> and like really tore up one of them. And it was all because he was defending the old man who didn't who didn't have nobody to defend him on the train. Look it up. It's on the train. Well, New York. I hope he said thank you. That's the thing about New York, oh, though, man. that just Me be too. so stressful. It's everywhere, though. It's all of us too. have experienced. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, really, it's everywhere, Did y'all especially in major cities. In, in D.C. recently on the metro, there was a man. This is a, this is why I stopped taking the metro. I have now have a parking space at work. Because yeah, so much doctor, so much stuff happens. But literally, it was, it was really especially on the DC metro. Exactly. Early in the morning, this man got on the red line, ass naked. I was just gonna say, <laughs> please. And he wasn't even like y'all used to have that naked man all over <laughs> YouTube. Wait, but I just have one question: Was it big? Or was I, don't it no, <laughs> I don't know. But they I don't to, know. But they so used to put gross. videos of that naked. I don't know if it's the same <laughs> one. But I don't know if it's a the naked same black man always time. in the damn station. <laughs> Listen, he got on the train ass naked. It wasn't like he was just there sitting and just being running naked. around screaming. And but shit. he was like running up on people and he started like attacking. Oh, no. So he oh. he like fought. wait 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 wait. He ran. He was like running up on people. He was, like he was naked, just hitting naked people? and just like like starting shit with people. I'm t- and he got into a fight with this with this man. And the man got off at my stop at work. And he went to like the station manager and was like, "I just got beat up by a naked guy." And everybody was like, "Okay, what?" And me then all. Of a sudden, I should no, it wasn't right. But he was like, I just gotta be up by a naked guy. Were you on the train? I wasn't. I was at home, thank God, watching watching the news. Like, oh, uh, uh. I thought he was on the train. I was not on the train, and I called, and I got a parking space immediately. How much does it cost? It don't matter. I need a space. I'm not doing it. And us on the group chat, like, yo, I mean, stuff happened all the time. That they actually had to like sedate him. He was high off of something. Jade is down. But I'm saying. He beat up this man, and the man was the station manager, and evidently, you know, they was trying to, they didn't believe him, because, I mean, it's a crazy didn't story. They didn't believe him. No, the man that got hit, the man oh, that got hit, yeah. he was like, you know, there's a naked man down there, he just hit me, and they was like, okay, what are you talking about? And then the naked man comes up the stairs, oh, and oh so it's like this thing, they like chasing him all over the metro, but this is like, stuff like that happens all the time in D.C., and I'm sure it happens in a lot of major cities. I was telling a friend before, like, these kids are a different breed. Like, these teenagers, and I know I sound like a real old auntie. I know. But we're at I'm that like, age, though. They are, it's like, you know, I feel like I, I can remember getting into to stuff and being loud and reckless on the subway and the train and stuff. But, like, when you see an adult, 
Jade is tear in tears. <laughs> I mean, I'm not there with her. But <laughs> she can't take the story. <laughs> I lost it. That naked motherfucker running up on niggas on the train like that. Right. Hey, motherfucker, what's this? You imagine? Look at Boog. Getting on the train naked doing a shoot I'm sorry. dance. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm sorry, my maturity just left. I could not handle the story anymore. Jade is really wow, crazy. Like that nigga pop locking in front of I niggas can't. on the train, butt ass naked. It's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> butt ass naked you're like what the fuck is wrong with this nigga you want an Uzi verse shimmy oh my real quick God. hey you remember when that when we when that nigga peed on the train in front of us that time this is nonsense see? Kia, reel oh, this back I'm sorry. in sorry, sorry Kia sorry, and that happens all the time everywhere <laughs> did you know that the products you use to manage your period can sometimes make issues like cramps and bloating worse well, Flex is a life-changing new product that completely replaces tampons, pads, and menstrual cups and gives you the most comfortable period of your life. Flex can be worn for up to 12 hours, is easy to change on the go, and allows you to live like you're not on your period. Once it's in place, you can't feel it at all. It's a truly innovative product that can relieve cramping, works against leaks, odor, and irritation, and allows for mess-free Period sex. Oh, oh. Flex is completely yeah. body safe. <laughs> it's FDA registered, hypoallergenic, and made without BPA. Phthalates, latex, or silicone. It's the only internally worn product not linked to TSS. I was sent a package of Flex, and I tried to actually hit you guys up to tell you about it. Yes, you did. And I will say that putting it in was a breeze. Right. <laughs> so now you're hitting them with the flag. <laughs> it was sometimes when you try new products, you can feel a little bit intimidated thinking it might hurt. Maybe you're doing it wrong. Yeah. But they have a YouTube channel dedicated to showing you. And oh it's very comprehensive. It shows exactly how to insert it. I love that it was like a very clear conversation. There was nothing about it that was like taboo or had them yeah. having to kind of show you how to do it. It was like, listen, this is how was you it. Was like late night sex it. talk with Sue? It was real right, informative. Right, very Dr. Ruth, you know, very yes. that. <laughs> so I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I It was actually so easy that I was like, did I do it wrong? <laughs> but <laughs> it was fine. And I was very happy to know that they created something that's that useful for us during those days. Hit them with flex. Right? So to have the most comfortable period of your life, go to IHateTampons.com now and use promo code FRIENDZONE to get an additional 30% off of your first purchase. That's promo code FRIENDZONE at IHateTampons.com for 30% off of flex. IHateTampons.com. Go get you some. Hit them with the flex. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's rough, though, cause it, it, because it happens so much. It's like, we just going to be jumping in on a daily basis. You oh, know? Yeah, it's, it's about finding a balance. It's about finding a balance between trying to do something decent and... Not indecent, like that naked man. <laughs> oh my God, God damn it, Dustin! <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Fred. Can we, since we're talking about uh, shit happening on the train, can we just take a moment to talk about Marta Girl? Because, oh, Marta Girl. Because you know what? That was 
that was something that was hilarious to me at the time and still is hilarious to me, honestly. But um, for those listening that don't know what the hell I'm talking about, Marta Girl in Atlanta on Marta was this girl that had on a red shirt and then an A hat. And she was going off on this old lady on the train and people were stepping in like people. A man literally is quoted saying, hey, yo, chill, shawty. That's the old lady. man." <laughs> <laughs> like, it, <laughs> you you I, I have to quote you. I don't know how this episode got here. <laughs> because this was another situation where somebody happens everywhere. Like, <laughs> everywhere. They this this guy actually literally jumped in and said, you know, trying to defend the old woman. And what do you saying? know she <laughs> don't chill shawty. Hey, yo, chill shawty, that's an old lady. Um and then for this woman to yell back and then say that you the same nigga that raped me and like like run off the train after getting her wig snatched. Like a, a whole bunch of crazy shit happened in this video. But at the end of it, the woman was actually mentally ill. Like, she suffered from bipolar disorder. She wasn't on medication. And a lot of people, you know, were still laughing after the fact. But people that ended up having to meet her family and stuff like that. Because some one of my friends, he actually was a singer. And he told me that he met, like, uh, her brother or cousin or somebody. And how he said that they were affected really deeply by that, by that because she was sick. But people that saw the video just saw her coming for an old lady. So the people that were right. family members, like grandkids, and it goes cousins, viral. they were all after this woman. So it's kind of like it wasn't funny no more, you know, in the real life. But people on the Internet, you know, it's just a video to them on the Internet, like some shit that they can look at. And I don't think people ever became desensitized for that. It just grew for, for whatever reason. Yeah, I think that's why, you know, the, the situation with XXX that mm. I found really difficult to swallow was the fact that people were celebrating his passing. And I saw people going on because he suffered from depression. So he would, oh, and and suicidal ideation. So he would be tweeting things about wanting to die. And people, Um. so people went back to those old tweets, were retweeting them and writing things like, well, you know, and Mm -hmm. just like really, and I, you know, Twitter's for the jokes. Mm-hmm. And I think we all kind of know that about Twitter. Like, it's almost like I don't think anything is safe on Twitter. Right. Everything's yeah. going to get these jokes. That's just how people are. But I was stunned. I actually had to kind of step away mm-hmm. because feel what you feel about the kid and, you know, the allegations against him and the stories. There are tons of articles that went into detail about abusive behaviors he had with people in his life. I understand that triggering people and bringing out, you know, different levels of reactions, but to celebrate someone's death, that to me, that I just, my heart, I was like, I can't like, that is kind of where I draw the line. And I was, he and I were having that convo too, where, you know, we discussed on the first half of this episode, like physically jumping in when you see something happening, let's say on the street or on the train, but what about like on a digital level when you see something like this? Because there was a part of me that wanted to insert myself so badly. But I also was like, is that a hill you want to die on? Right. <laughs> and there's always that thing of the importance. I do believe strongly because I have my own mental health that I am catering to, cultivating. That is my priority. And I don't just die on hills online, you know, because there'll be a lot to die on if that were the case with all the things that are happening on a regular basis. But I was so hurt by that. And I was like, I wanted to say something. But then I was like, that's another thing. It's like, when do you insert yourself when something affects you? And I just felt 
it wasn't even really about him, but it was just about people not seeing like their own behaviors, you know, with the conversation that came up surrounding his death and how people were really celebrating the death of someone. And that then blew it turns my mind. Into you defending a well, yeah, because a, then you become an apologist, and, right. or you know, and it's like it has actually has nothing to do with the kid, right? It's just like the energy that we're all putting out, mm-hmm. you know. It's hard, and even the videos being uploaded um, when he was passing, like in the process of That's passing, wild. like again, things I don't think that you're supposed to see as a yeah, human. So like I was on Twitter when that there. first, when the person who first uploaded it, and even his tweet was so cold. It Very was like, so. oh, you know, XXX shot. I think he dead. Something like so, just cold and dry. Yeah, uploaded the video. Where you would think he's uploading a video of like a new pair of Jordans, you know, like it was so like he did the whole roundabout around the car so you could see all the angles. And I was just stunned. I was like, this is wild. Wild. It's like an absence of context. People don't really think about like the full story that goes into it. Because I was talking to Crystal this morning. um, A friend of mine I found out this morning passed. He had a massive heart attack. He's only like. In his early 30s. I don't know. Oh, man. I'm sorry. But he had a heart attack, and the news broke on Facebook. And that triggers me in a way, because when my brother passed, um, as the news became public, people were talking about it. Mm. And at the time, I was still in transit trying to get to my family. And I remember, you know, my (coughs) people in my family just telling me, don't get on Facebook. And they wouldn't tell me why. And then later learning that it was because people were discussing discussing it. it. And so now I'm just really sensitive to what that means. Right. right? So like um, Adrian's passed this morning and it's it's 10 o'clock and y'all are just talking about it. And you don't know if all his family knows. You don't know if his students know because he was a high school guidance counselor. So like we shouldn't be talking about this in such an open and public way. And I get that people want to express their condolences, but... I think it's easy for us to get so focused in the social media space because it's like, this is my page. These are my ideas. This is what I think. This is how I feel that we lose sight of how those things can impact others. Yeah. Um, And what that really can do for something so traumatic as like, you know, death. Yeah. So it's almost like somebody telling you that somebody passed and the very first thing out of your mouth is, well, how did how they die? You know what I'm saying? It's. What it's a happened? lack of compassion. It's a lack of it's a lack of sensitivity. It's a lack of humanity to me. And in situations like that, you you need to think about people's family members, their friends. You don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know. You don't know how people are coping in those moments. And you discussing it like a new recipe online can easily trigger somebody who who loves them. So I don't I just don't understand where this. This little, I feel like there's something missing that used to be there beforehand from people. This little chip of sensitivity, I think, is is completely gone in this day and age. Or even just the capacity to wait. And common like, sense. I feel like we all, we feel, yes, we feel yeah. like we have to say something immediately all the time. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the older I get, I'm a lot more thoughtful. So there are times, of course, when we're watching shows or we're doing things on Twitter, it's easy to just riddle stuff off. But when we're talking about such heavy, meaningful, important things, right, I yeah. think there is something to be said for just taking a second and thinking about what you say before you say it. Because once it's out there, you can't get it back. 
Comments. And I think we all out here trying to be the first. Like that, I think he did. Was that really about you actually giving a, a crap about right. this person being? But it was or like, you just oh, wanted shit, to be the first video. person to break the story? Because mm-hmm. um, we live in this like TMZ age where that mm-hmm. seems to be priority. And that's whack to me. And mm-hmm. it's, it's wild to see. Like now when I do see, um, I, I've passed several fights. It's summertime too. You know how right. that goes. When the, rampant. when the weather breaks. When, <laughs> what it says in the Spike Lee movies when it gets hotter. <laughs> you know, right. people just kind of lose it. And so it's interesting to see now how like as soon as the first punch goes out or whatever it is that they're doing, the phones, the phones it's just like a reflex. And the other day I saw one fight on my block and literally people just walking by just stopped and put their phones up. And I was like, this is wild to see. Like, I'm, I I don't know. I'm just not, I can't seem to get used to it. Generational. And I mean, I don't know if we, I didn't even feel bad judging it because when we, when they were fights in high school, you went to go see. Of course. But right. it wasn't like, you didn't record it. You want, But you did want to see. Right. And maybe so I don't know if that's we didn't an have that. the phones exactly. to record with. It probably exactly. would have been the same thing right. <laughs> at that point, you exactly. know? I, you know, there's just something to be said, like you said, Kia, for having tact, for having a little decorum, for having a way and a little bit of finesse with the things that you do. Not finesse in the like, you know, fuck with an old nigga to get some money type way, but <laughs> finesse and you know, just have a little style with the way that you deliver things. First of all, you should be embarrassed to literally type a message that anyone can see that says, how did they die? Right. That's not a question. That's not talk that you have openly with everybody is something yeah I'm mindful of that because of course you're curious even if you know especially with someone that you probably don't have the closeness to where you'll know what happened but you want to know but I've never had the desire to like comment and ask something like that especially on social media you know absolutely not you're not gonna sit there and under a picture of someone be like (laughs) Hey, how they pass? That's because like, you have common no, but that sense. Happens. It oh really yeah, you see it all the time though. Especially Often. yeah, it's a lack of common sense. You see it all it the time. There were a couple YouTubers that I was close with that passed, and I saw people, you know, in the comments asking questions about their passing, and it was like, y'all, yeah, that's... you know, like you actually think someone's gonna say. Sometimes it's malicious, and then sometimes it really is just a lack of common sense of people just being stupid. People, some people are just stupid. I'm ready to get my Nipsey hustle on though, because I feel like you and slap the people that ask. <laughs> I feel like you, you should, you should just know better. You know that death is a sensitive thing. You know that people are sensitive around the time that people have died. Think about that before you start asking people unnecessary questions. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn how long it's been. You know that that is something sensitive for people. So you respect it and you behave accordingly. You manage your 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 portion of the engagement accordingly. And it's not something that's common sense. And all you really have to do is think, well, damn, how would that make me feel? Me feel. Right. On, a, on an honest level. You know, not on a way to justify whatever you are trying to do. But seriously, you should think about that kind of stuff. Otherwise, you'll be on the other end of Nipsey, hand, Nipsey Hussle's hand. That's it. And, you know, that's just the way that that goes. That's <laughs> Slap her around <laughs> the world. It sucks because I still think about all the people on Facebook who still have Facebooks up that are have gone. And then you'll see people that have, like, just found out, like, maybe months or years later or whenever they found out. And they'll still have the nerve to post, like, I'm so sorry I didn't know, like, what happened. It's like, what? I get notifications. Like, you're literally going to do this? Like and once a week at, at one point, but, like, people still saying things. 
especially around the time that he passed and on his birthday. But people still say stuff all the time. I mean, it's one thing to... Like, they're just finding out? Either they're just finding out or they're still asking questions because there's still a lot of unknown around my brother passed. Mm. So we get questions all the time. Right. But why? See, that's my... I don't understand that. What makes you think that... I, what, like, I would never come to you because you're if my it wasn't friend. shared, I wouldn't think to... Pro, you know, right. like to be like, well, but I need. I'm to like, this might details. be a really sensitive thing for them right now. Everyone feels like they're entitled to information. I know. That's, That's true. Problem. Everybody feels That's like true. they're entitled. But at the to very least, <laughs> at the very least, go old school and like look up the family's information and like send a message or a letter or a phone call or something. But like to do a whole like open message or like tag them in a post on your Facebook, it's so odd to me how many people will do that. But Facebook, I'm still you know a little lost on anyway. So. <laughs> and I told y'all the other day the. <clears throat> that a friend of mine who we had kind of uh, parted ways because of a relationship I was in that made our friendship difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and he had passed and I, he had an asthma attack on tour mm-hmm. oh, wow. and wasn't able to be saved. And I had no idea. So I didn't get to go mm-hmm. to any of his services. And I found out on Instagram mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> and I found out like. A, almost a year later. Wow. And that, it was such a rough feeling because I, I don't even know how I stumbled across. I think it was um, Danielle, that dancer that's like in everybody's videos. She was in the touch video. Oh, yeah. With, yeah, you remember? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, Danielle, I forget what her name is, her last name. But Steel. <laughs> Danielle Steele. Oh she, she had a, a rest in peace like video memorial thing to him and I felt so sick you know it was that and then I'm like I guess this is what we have to get used to about the digital age that there are some things that you're gonna come across like that like I wasn't even prepared and I just I'm just crying and being like this is wild like it's a wild age I agree I feel like it's the way we can do it. And we got to learn how to be discreet. We got to get some norms or something out there. Because, like, it's one thing to just express it and be sad, but I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm reaching. But I just think no, you don't have to be, you don't have to name names. Like, my friend passed this morning, and I didn't make a post or tag him. Right. I just kind of said, I did post about it, but I wasn't specific. I was like, this news is hard. My heart hurts. But I didn't say his name. I didn't tag him because I don't know enough information to get out on the Internet and say something so great, so serious. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm hoping and praying and wishing that this is some sort of error. Right. Right. And I just don't feel like I have I have heard horrible news a lot of different ways. But I don't feel like like that breaks my heart. You heard about your friend passing while scrolling on Instagram. That's not what Instagram is for. No, it's to not. Me. And that's like so hard. I don't. I wish we can find a way to just talk about these things differently. I wonder what this conversation would be like if it were like some eighteen to twenty-two year olds or something. Like what they think about this. True. Because I know it's different. Because this is their world fully. This is their generation. You know, like in the digital age, and and you know, I I was thinking about that even with um, because <clears throat> I was looking at the Justice for Junior hashtag, and. I really saw the disconnect, I should say. And and this could be me reaching, I don't mm-hmm. know. But I feel like there is a disconnect with me, gener- a generational, maybe digital disconnect. Because I saw, like, people making, like, rap songs about him, you know, or, like, ma- like making R&B songs. There was one kid who reenacted the, uh, like, he had blood on him. 
and he was like laying on the floor and then another kid comes and starts doing like spoken word and I was just like this oh is no that be, that wild. to be a lot you know and it just <laughs> felt very so I don't want to I don't know how to say Exploited. it without but like Exploited. it felt very clout chasing yeah. right and I and they just want clicks Right, and it's so hard because it's like, how do you decipher between people who that's just how they're expressing, you know, what the situation is bringing out of them, especially if they're creative. But then it's like the kid just died. You're reenacting it with a spoken word, Tact. and then mm-hmm. I don't know. Tact and common sense, and they were all really young too. So it just seems like this really is. And I found tons of Instagram accounts of kids where they've just turned their Instagram into kind of like. A media reporting page mm-hmm. where they're just kind of giving you updates on oh they found one of the guys you know showing pictures of the place they like go into the bodega not in but to the neighborhood showing you what it looks like today and I'm just like this is interesting mm-hmm. it really just feel like an episode of Black Mirror and th- what it I'm does. trying to do is I'm not trying to judge it right because it's not for me to judge right. what right. I was trying to process was how differently me and these kids see the world, which obviously there's going to be a difference. Mm-hmm. There's clear age difference. But I'm just trying to understand it. I fought, and yes, fought, because this is a problem. I fought the parents because those kids that see things differently have parents that are our age. And so why didn't they, like, impart those common sense principles, you know what I mean, or the ability to be tactful in your approach um, or mindful even in the things that you choose to do and say, why wasn't that imparted to them? So it's really not the kids' fault. And yes, we do live in a different world. And I'll give it that because there's certain things that people are just completely, you know, open with sharing and things like that, that my old school ass, you know, I don't see it like that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to something like this, this is like a fundamental, you know, um, Issue. This mm-hmm. is something wrong with the way that these kids were raised. Something wrong. Something or not missing. Or not say, right. Or not the way that they were raised. That's what that is to me. So, no, I don't judge the children, but I damn sure judge the parents. And I, I mean, I, like I'm looking at them. <laughs> what was you? What? What? What is you doing? Well, you know a lot of the parents. Ironically enough, are just the same, which is where they get it from. Well, then let's look at the grandmama, like Jocelyn Hernandez said. Jocelyn. The grandma was the baby. Let's look at, <laughs> let's look at the grandma. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, being that you're the mom of the group, how do you? <laughs> yes, mother. How will you deal with this when it comes to knowing? Because she's really in the digital age. But, I mean, this is no, all she knows. God, that's all she knows. <laughs> I don't know it is sixty. But this is all no one knows. Like, imagine when she gets her phone, her first phone. I think I'm gonna have to have a conversation with her about it. I think I'm gonna have to have an intentional conversation about it because. I'm from a different, I was started off in a different generation. We all had to like, we know how we all grew up and we had to adapt to this digital, you know what I'm saying? Because that's where the times have gone, but that's not where things started off when we were all kids. But I think with her, I'm going to have to have intentional conversations. And I tell Tristan all the time, I'm like, you know, because sometimes we'll battle with, um, with like discipline. You know what I'm saying? He's real soft. That's his little girl. I'm the mother. You know what I'm saying? And I keep telling him. If we do get into it, I'm like, yo, I'm just raising her not to be an asshole. Like, I'm trying to make sure that we are raising a decent human being. And that's important to me. 
You know what I'm saying? You learn trigonometry. Cool. You're a genius. But if you what's more important to me than anything in this world is that you walk away from my household being a good person and not being a a fucking asshole. That's right. And that's really important to me. And I say it all the time when I discipline her. My discipline for her is so that she is a decent human being in society and she will do what's necessary in, in times where it's necessary. You know what I'm saying? When things are needed, she's going to know how to act because that's how I've raised her. And I hope that that translates in some kind of way. And but, that's the behavior you model for her. Right. So I think that another another element to this is that sometimes, and I mean, even in my own situation or my own upbringing, I can think of times where I had parents, a parent who said something but lived a different way. Right. Right. right? So right. it's about like the consistency Absolutely. of... What's being married? What's being, yeah, walk you know, it like you're talking. I can't exactly. sit there and be walk on my like phone all the time. Walk it, walk it like you. I can't be on my phone all the time Model. in front of her exactly. because she's gonna think that's what she should be doing. Exactly. Or holding up and videotaping everything around me all the time. Of course, I make videos of her, and we use our phone as those vessels now to be able to do that. But I also want her to know, like, sometimes we put the phone down. We have family time. We enjoy one another's company. You know what I'm saying? And that's where we really do come together, me and Tristan. Mm-hmm. We're like, all right, electronics down. Let's talk. We're at dinner. Let's talk. You know what I'm saying? We're out to eat. We're reading a story right now. It's not digital time. So I just, I think those things are important. And I think modeling that example mm-hmm. is super, super key. Absolutely. Do you guys ever, going back to the idea of like inserting yourself in the digital space do you guys ever see things like that that might make you feel weird and feel the desire to say something or do you just kind of like this just none of my business both because I see I see things on a daily basis mm-hmm. from and when you have a lot of friends who work and operate in, in the digital space people are gonna you know you know say how they feel about things and there's a lot of people who are content creators that have you know ideas that I don't necessarily agree with or you know approaches that you know I could have a difference of opinion on you know but it's like Andrew Caldwell said who are me to judge who are me to judge it's not my who it's not my business you know Thanks again to Talkspace for their continued support of the Friends On podcast. Talkspace is the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. That means you can improve your mental health even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. Remember, therapy isn't just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood memories. It's also about practical, everyday strategies for stress management and living a happier life, except for Republicans. Having a therapist simply provides you a designated person for you to talk to who is trained to listen and help you make positive changes. The Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash zone and use the code zone to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. That's code zone and Talkspace.com slash zone. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Yeah, it's just not my business. And plus, I don't want you saying nothing to me. So, yeah, unless I'm I mean, wrong, that's you know pretty, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if I'm wrong, cool, but don't get on my nerves just with a difference of opinion. 
you know, I don't care. And I'm not here to Ooh, have those again. kind of debates. Ooh, say it again. If I was here in a debating capacity, then cool, we can do that. But I'm really well, not. Well, you would ask. Yeah, That's exactly. what you wanted to know. So, yeah. But I don't. I mind my I mind. I do like Monique and Precious. Excuse me, Mary Jones and Precious. <laughs> I shut my fat ass up. <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I do. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I I'm just, my, don't mind my business. That's when you get in trouble. When you start minding my mind business, mind. <laughs> you start minding my business. That's where we got Please. we got an issue. <laughs> my yarn, my yarn, my yarn. I don't look at Twitter as a place where I can, or me, because I already have terrible communications anyway. I just don't see it as a place where I can effectively uh, rebuttal things Thank or like come you. come back at people with things, especially I because it used to only be 140 characters anyway. I'm not about to give you three to five tweets on any damn thing. Like, unless it's music or something that's real light or something easy easy to digest. Because people on Twitter, social media, there's ADD. Like, we're looking for the next thought or, the, like, the next thing to piss us off or the next thing to make us happy in an instant at any given moment. So as quickly as I see some shit that'll piss me off and be like, I don't really know about that. And as much as I want to hit that retweet sometimes or respond... Then I just be like, maybe you could just sit in the drafts because then you're going to try to talk back to me about something. Right. And then I might mm-hmm. have to explain something to you or you might have to teach me something. And I might not want to learn that because you're giving it to me this way off Twitter. And I just decide not to do it ever because I don't really care. Like, yeah. I look at my my phone screen and when I see an issue, I just go right to my replies. I'm like, I'm going to just tweet for my replies. <laughs> not today. Mm-hmm. Like, Twitter has been around with 10 years. Longer than that. It had 2008, right? 2008, I think. Oh, yeah, it had to start. Like, was it now? I'm not, I'm not debating back and forth <laughs> or responding back to niggas who've been debating about whether you should put salt or sugar on your grits for the last 10 years. I'm not responding to that. Like, I'm, I don't have, we don't have nothing to say to each other because you don't have anything of substance in you. So yeah, That's think, why we just be with the jokes. Yeah, period. I think that's... Sometimes it gets hard mm-hmm. because yes, I sometimes time. I'll see something that emotionally charges me mm-hmm. and I'll want to say something, but then I'm like, you know, I I have my pause button because mm-hmm. I think ten steps ahead. Like, yeah. okay, and when people start the rebuttal, yeah, are you gonna sit here and argue on Twitter? Yeah. And I do don't want to do that. The thing. Never do that. I'm not going to. Yeah. So that's why I never do it. And then I'll see people like even Cheska Lee, who her whole book is about that, yeah. like. And I asked her this when I uh, hosted the conversation for her book signing where I was like, is it worth it? Was it worth it in Mm -hmm. hindsight? Because she was banging a lot on Mm -hmm. Twitter. She would all day, all day going (laughs) back and forth with people. Um, And I just to the point where like now she needs security. Now she has people making videos about her that threaten not only her livelihood, but her safety Mm -hmm. and uh, she has to have an assistant who manages her social media because it became so heavy and so dark and, you know, for her to even be on it. And so I'm like, is that worth it? Is it worth it to try to insert yourself to, quote unquote, save humanity when humanity will bang on you? Nah, I'm not marching for these niggas. In a sense, you know, <laughs> to the point this where, like, real. you can't even function normally in mm-hmm. a day to day. And that's where I... Like, I'll see some of my peers who will go toe-to-toe all day on Twitter and argue you down. Mm -mm. And sometimes I admire it because I admire their strength in knowing who they are and their position, you know, and being like, this is how I feel. You're not going to sway that. I'm not. But I'm also, me personally, not in the business of swaying. Right. Mm -hmm. 
I'm just not. I it takes me. It took me a long time to, to believe what that. I believe and do that with certainty, and then mm. to now think that I'm gonna create an environment where like I have to. <laughs> Friend, Convi- I'm about to walk out this room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like now, I have to convince you to believe what I believe. That nah, doesn't make sense much. to me. No. It's a level Man. of self assurance, though. Though you have to grow to that, yeah. right? So I feel like everyone has a different process, and some of us get to it sooner. Some of us don't get to it at all. Mm-hmm. Some of us are not interested. Some in of us aren't interested in that, and some of us use the platform for different reasons. Right. right? So like that's why I try to be, remain conscious of like. Is my Twitter a space where this happens? Right. Or is it not? You know? So, like, and I'm always cognizant now, especially because I'm old and busy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very conscious of, like, my time and how it's spent. It's valuable. And I got too much to lose at this point. Right. So, I'm all about, like, is this a productive conversation? Mm. Is this a productive use of my time? Right. And I have to get caught up. And thankfully... um, I have now, I now have, shout out to all y'all, uh, you know, people to keep me conscious of that when it's easy to drip, to drift off into mm-hmm. the outside. Like right. how Dustin and Tay and all of them will tell me, get out those comments or <laughs> like, you <laughs> know, and them. both of them have yeah. scaled me back and seen me getting hype about something on social media and be like, put your phone down, sis. Like, because yeah. right. it's not a productive conversation and you're above this now. And right. it, it takes you a while to get there. I'm not fighting with my what? My thumbs. <laughs> I'm not fighting with my goddamn thumbs. You want to meet me somewhere? Then we can have a conversation. But oh I'm not fighting Lord. with my thumbs. Unless I'm gouging an eyeball out. That's a- um, and then the last thing, too, because the faith-based conversation. Mm-hmm. I think that's the part that me and you were talking yeah. about, me and Kia, where it's like sometimes a lot of the things come up. And it'll trigger my faith, mm-hmm. you know, but then I'm like, okay, but I'm not going to sit here on the internet <laughs> to argue faith either. Because and I think, like, I think that's kind of what I'm learning about this is like, everyone has the right to their opinion. Y'all want to pause for a second? Because all the... No person is distracting. Yeah. <laughs> well... You to- said they have the room. Yeah, I, I mean we're almost Sante done. Oh, I just texted Mandy and said y'all host can wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, timestamp one thirty three. All right, um, let's start here. Mm. So the last element of it, um, is what I'm learning. Like, it's not so much be me being like, oh my god, I can't believe you think that. As a, as much as it is, okay, that's what you think. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it don't have I nothing don't. to do with what I think. Right. <laughs> and that's kind of just it. Yeah. You know, because like I said, the whole conversations with XXX, I was not about to die on the hill <laughs> for that kid mm-hmm. because I don't know him. Um, but um, I did feel charged by seeing his death being celebrated. And I was... What I realized from my mental health was that's not how I roll. So I just got off the internet Mm -hmm. and it was kind of that simple. And then I did what I do, you know, with my energy, the kind of energy I want to send out to people. And I went and did that Mm -hmm. as opposed to me getting on Twitter like, y'all are fucked up. You know, I'm over here doing this. And y'all like I was like, for what? Right. Right. For what? For what? Because I'm not going to argue if somebody was like, well, fuck you, friend. Of course you believe that. I'm not going to sit there and argue with you. So then I'm not going to create that environment. And I just literally just got off the Internet. When we talked about XXX last weekend or last weekend, the whole thing happening. I remember I was telling you a young lady 
was so upset by his death, and that's why I was moved to talk about it at all. Mm-hmm. But I remember telling her to put her phone down and log off because she kept seeing it all on her timeline and trying to figure out, like, well, I'm just trying to figure out what I should say. And I just kept telling her, I was like, you don't have to say anything. Right. Like, you're processing. You were a fan. You love his music. You're allowed to feel you, what you feel. Yes. And I had to tell her to put her phone down because every time she opened it, she became so emotional by people attacking him and celebrating it. And it made her want to say some shit. And she right. couldn't think of what to say. And I was like, don't put that pressure on yourself. You know, one thing at a time, take care of yourself. Furthermore, there's going to be so many situations in life where you have something to say about something and it's not the wisest choice to offer it up. Mm-hmm. Learn that lesson early, early on in a, in a, in a, spa- a space that is as you know, void of consequence as the Internet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, you don't always have to tell whoever's paying attention to your page how you feel about stuff just because something has taken place like this was a horrible thing that happened but that doesn't mean that I have to say I feel this way about what happened you know what I mean I don't have to do that and I think that's what it's important like do you ever feel like the internet almost makes you feel like you have to say something well no because those are that's a personal conversation I would have with someone who I have personal private conversations with it's not a declaration that needs to be made I don't need to have a statement issued on how I feel about things just because I talk for a living yeah I mean we give ourselves that importance a lot of the times chill with that you can you don't you don't even have to contribute you don't. You can be you sad about him dying in peace. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to say something. Nothing and it's wrong such with a nuanced quiet. conversation, which I think Twitter doesn't make room for. Exactly. Right. Because your one tweet will get retweeted, taken mm-hmm. out of context. Yep. You know what I mean? And it'll end up wherever. And then people <laughs> screenshotting <laughs> yes. it. And then, mm. you know what I mean? Yes. So that's why I'm like, okay, I, I understand this isn't the space for that. Mm-mm. Because I think, especially with that kid, that's a very nuanced conversation. Oh my God. Complex. Like, it's so complex. <laughs> like, it is so complex. From childhood trauma, Absolutely. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Poverty. Like, there's so many layers that I think people were overlooking. And I'm not saying that that justifies no. um, anyone's behavior because a lot of us came from those same situations. But I feel like there's rooted conversations that we tend to overlook just to get the RTs in. Let me tell you something, man. You got to think about who's talking about it too, right? Because you see so many people, everybody feel like they got to offer up. So let me tell you something. I'm not going to be caught dead talking about something that Tokyo Tony commented on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Never That's the where I draw ever. the goddamn line. You, you see Tokyo Tony offering up opinion? That's when you know. Nobody you know what? is listening this to ain't the talking Newport. Oh Nobody. Like, and, and what I take, I'm going to say this and I'm going to get on down the road. Right? <laughs> what I'm going to say is on Love and Hip Hop Miami, Trina was talking about how Veronica Vega had said nigga in her song. She asked her about it. She said what she said. In Trina's confession, she said Veronica seems to feel like because she's from, you know, wherever, that she can, she's entitled to say the N-word. And with that being said, that's her business. That's exactly that's how it. I feel right there. When people arrive at certain conclusions, with that being said, that's your business. <laughs> and I am completely done. I don't have anything yeah. else to say about it. I don't want to be a part of it. Even if it charges you. I don't want to be, I don't even want to look the way you look commenting on it. I don't even <laughs> want to align myself with that. So I'm going to stay all the way over here. A while ago, I'm going to say this and I'm going to go, something happened on Twitter. <laughs> something happened on Twitter about, and this is the most I'm going to give this because it actually came up on the show. And 
something happened on Twitter and the tweet kind of took off and everybody has something to say about the tweet. It was about some pants, a, way, a, NC, a waist size or something. Oh, I know right? what you're talking about. This is the most I'm giving it because I'm not commenting. I didn't comment on, on Twitter. I'm not commenting on, on here. But I say that to say I stay away from stuff. I don't want to be, I don't even want to be associated with the conversation. Right. So sometimes you have to take that approach and guess what you end up? Not associated with the conversation <laughs> at peace right. from things in your own feelings and thoughts unaffected. So that's where I, that's look. I mean, I y'all know me. I prefer to mind my business. It's the it's just the way. It's just to me. Yeah, to that's me. That's what the it's, Lord told us. To do. <laughs> it's the healthiest way to, to go about you life. Live a long life. But I think what trips me up sometimes <laughs> is that sometimes there is that feeling of... You can't sometimes. No, sometimes there's that feeling of like, and I don't know if you guys feel this way, but sometimes I feel like I just want to offer a different perspective. Yes. You know, For like what, some... though? Because who are you offering <laughs> right. it to? That has to, it has to land That's the problem. Right. It's got to be received. And if you're dealing with somebody who doesn't have the capacity, mm-hmm. ability, mm-hmm. willingness, any of that to receive it, then you're wasting your time and effort and your good nature. Use that on somebody that can appreciate them cute babies you got in them pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Love on them. Tell them how to be, you know, people that can receive it. Your yeah. friends who will who will take heed to the information and even apply it and make changes. No. You got to be able to do that. And unfortunately, the the internet and those it's people, that they are late. just not. The derelicts of society. They not. And it's true. And all, I think creatively is the best way to go about it, too. Me too. I my tour the wellness tour where we mm-hmm. have these conversations where it's not so much me saying this is how I feel here's a tour about it <laughs> but it's more so a space a container being yeah. created where we can step in without judgment without uh, forceful hands and just be like how do you feel and we can talk in safety and in love you know which is the approach that I want to take with everything but I do realize the internet's just not that place. The internet no. is a land of niggas with no fitted sheets. And hey! you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they don't properly bathe. They don't wash behind their ears, oh, which is why I have totally given up on trying to argue with anybody on the goddamn internet. Thank you, Jay. I'm not doing it. I'm, like, I'm not arguing with you on your blue hippo computer. Thank you, You can Jay. fuck out of here. No, you didn't. <laughs> I don't have nothing to say to you with your rented computer. Like, me and you don't have nothing to talk about because you don't pay your bills regularly. Oh, like, Lord. we don't have anything to have a conversation about. All them people in Lipstick Alley, all of that. <laughs> them people don't have no sheets. They don't have no mothers. They, don't, they just don't have no common sense. And I ain't got nothing to say to you. And I'm not going to waste my thumb... Strength on you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Check, bust this. We, I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm gonna let y'all go. <laughs> <laughs> it was like we, the third time. We, right? um, you like a preacher? You they they tweeted one of my grown man shit um, little clips, right, mm-hmm. about wearing deodorant. So somebody Hilarious. gonna say he did that nigga look like he stank, right? <laughs> I now, saw that. What? Oh. Wait, where now, did they leave I, that? I look. Oh, I look they Lord. they left it on the the thing. Whatever. I look. So I'm like, let me go to this motherfucker. Which my mistake. Why did I? Right. Why did I? even go to this point when I know better right but there's this is a good story because I caught myself beforehand but I go to the picture and look right so my first thought was you should tweet that motherfucker and be like I'm not finna um, go back and forth with a bitch to look like they shit man witch, right? So, 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 like, but then, but before I even, before I even see, I'm like, he had it locked and loaded, though. It. But before I even send it, he just right, did it. Oh. I stopped because I'm like, that's exactly what you're about to do. 
So why even send it? And I didn't. And furthermore, I recognize that I put things out for public consumption and people have a right to feel how they want to feel and say what they want to say. And literally with that being said, that's their business. And I let it go. I didn't even say nothing. Now I could have easily made them leave their job today with self-esteem issues, (laughs) but I didn't even do that. I just kept it moving. And I feel so much better about myself as good of a joke as that was. I feel good about holding on to it. Cause now it's out oh, in the right not. way. Let you be stupid <laughs> and pee. Exactly the right way. Like I'm so, gonna argue with a bitch looking like they shit, man. Which you got me fucked up. I'm so, so mad. You know. So what's the final takeaway on the physical level? If you see something on the street, how do you know when to jump in or not? You have to follow, as always, and as we often say here, you have to follow and trust your instincts. You have to. Mm-hmm. If your instincts are telling you that you need to. You know, hustle on to the left to be safe. Do that. If your instincts are telling you there's a way and an opportunity for you to help, do that. Mm-hmm. And on a digital level? On a digital level. For what? For what? Don't for argue what? with no bitch look like they shit man with. <laughs> Period. Shout out to the city girl. That's it. Um, don't pull out your phone to capture shit for social media. Pull out your phone to actually help. Help by calling somebody. Help by trying to figure out something to do versus record and send and publish. I think that that's something really important because a lot of people, they just literally stop and raise the phone. <laughs> like it's, they don't even think and be like, Oh, they don't look around. Like do something frantic to actually help somebody. When you're just standing there, you being stationary, you're making it seem normal. And that's when the rest of us are kind of like, Oh, well, they just standing there. So I'm gonna just walk by. But like he said, if you feel something like do something, but if you feel something that says, take your ass on, then take your ass on. I can't tell everybody that if you see something, do something, jump in, because every situation ain't for jumping into. It's, no. I ain't trying to tell everybody to get up in there. Uh, in the digital space, keep it to yourself. Like use it, <laughs> use it for yourself. That's the only thing that I can tell people to do with the internet. Like social media is personal for everybody. So as much as I hate when people do certain things on social media, like tweet me certain things or try to tell me certain things and do shit, I have to remember that that's for the people. Like that's for them. They can do that to themselves and I can tweet through it or move on. But I'm not supposed to see everything, let alone respond to everything, let alone be concerned with everything. Or be All included to, in everything. Or be included in everything. <laughs> All I need to do is worry about what I want to respond to and include. And that's what my timeline is about. Remember, reclaiming my timeline. Reclaiming. <laughs> not my timeline. Yes. Look, you know how I feel about social media. You know I hate it. And a lot of it is because of how people use it. Some of it is sometimes that people will go on these rants for days about shit that they can't change but feel like other people should. Like, I don't want to see that shit unless you're going to tweet me and talk about, all right, I got up off my ass and I started this business to take care of this so I don't have to worry about it no more. Then I'll be like, yeah. But when you're doing that other shit, that just makes me want to log the hell off or yeah. ignore that shit. So tweet for justice. Dr. Kia. Do more than tweet. <laughs> uh, I agree with a lot of what's already been said. Um, I think both in the physical and in the, in the digital space, I try to take time to respond versus react. Because I think that a lot of times it's easy to get caught up in reacting to things. And that, you know, oftentimes makes us make hasty decisions that we wouldn't have made if we'd taken a little time to just think about whether or not this is something I want to involve myself with. If so, what's the safest and most productive way to do that? Right. Um, Word to Pharrell. You should think about it. (laughs) Take a second. (laughs) (laughs) Title of the episode. Matter of fact. (laughs) Go ahead, Kia. Oh, I got to say, go ahead, Kia. (laughs) Oh, my God.
God. New merch. Go uh, ahead, Kia. <laughs> that's it. I think that's it. But yeah, I agree. I agree with the, well, what everybody said. But yeah, just being grown is, is about taking time and just not being so I, 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 all the time. But just, you know what? I got other stuff that I need to be concerning myself with, or maybe I can say this differently, or maybe I don't need to say nothing at all. Right? <laughs> That's always the right, safest man. bet. Yes. Jay. Uh, I agree with that. Also, as well, in addition to, <laughs> uh, I agree with everybody. And I'm not in a, in a real life. I agree everything everybody said. Same sentiments. Digital life. I'm not fighting with you niggas with my thumbs. So don't come for me and I won't find you in person. It's interesting Boom. that in the physical <laughs> and digital, y'all see it separate. Right? Yeah. It's interesting. But that's how I've always been, though. Like, I've always hated, like, you know, it's interesting is one not and real great to, you? to watch. Yes. yes. Yeah. The that, but that's not real to me. But that's exactly what's wrong with some of these kids today. Look at Takeshi. It's too real. It's that shit ain't real to him online. That's why he be doing all that dumb shit. But then in person, Ooh. it's some shit where to go down. Like, it's. You know, if he were to run from a fight, somebody's like, well, he could. He, it's okay for him to run. It's like, no, nah, he talked all that shit online. He's supposed to do the same thing. Permit. permit. Like, but y'all saw that uh, once uh, XXX got killed <laughs> yeah. and Takashi was kind of like, oh, y'all killing, killing. Listen, right. yeah. you know, exactly. like, exactly. he had a comfort <laughs> Jesus. No, like he had that moment. Because yeah. he was doing all that trolling. He was like, you know, I'll be out here, but I'll be playing. He's like, like, no, like please don't come really clap my shoulders. He's going to have Dermablend down on his face, Honey. okay? All of that. He don't want no part of hair's going to be one color. He's going to be like Miley Cyrus. I'm going back to that white My name is Takeshi McCulkin. Takeshi McCulkin. Look. Well, I think for the physical, the only thing I would suggest, especially for the youngins, think of if it were your mom, would you want to see that on the internet? Mm-hmm. Mm. That you're like coming from school and people are sharing a video of someone's that something happened to in the street or something and you happen to check, you know, like be mindful of who you are affecting when you do these things, when you're uploading, when you're sharing, when you're retweeting, because that's all I think about. God forbid one of those videos one day is someone that I'm close to and that's how I find out. Right. And I just wish that people would put themselves in other people's shoes and be right. way more empathetic and mm-hmm. sympathetic. And I think if people did that and consider it these situations to be them themselves, they might think twice. So for the physical and then as far as like jumping into things, yeah, being intuitive, like Dustin said, your body will tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe this is something you should keep walking, but maybe call for help or... Like we were saying, mm-hmm. know how to stand in a way where you're not going to exacerbate the situation. And with the digital, I get it. I get emotionally charged, especially faith-based. Yeah, I'm so God and love-based, so a lot of the things I see celebrated uh, crush me. But I also respect that people are where they are, and they have the right to express what they want to express. And I also have the right not to express it and kind of just live my life privately how I want to live it and put out the energy that I choose to live. And that doesn't mean that I have to like inundate the internet with like, no, you guys should be feeling this instead. Mm-hmm. Fran feels what she feels and she's going to go do that. That's right. Amen. And that's my only job. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> like that though. Right. All that judge, like there's too many people who are judging Amen. what other people are doing and paying too much well, attention. Well, I think that's to what all Twitter has doing. turned into. Yeah. 
It's literally it's like, oh, you're a Christian. You believe in that Jesus shit. That's so stupid. And I'm like, but why do you care what I believe in and what makes me feel good? Right. Why do you a, care? A Christian Louboutin up your ass. <laughs> why do you care? <laughs> okay. Somebody I mean, he's in bloody shoes. <laughs> and they want to play a singing bowl. Why do you give a fuck? It's literally people baiting each other oh, all day. It is. And I know God. people Flat like out. life. Let me tell you something, man. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let you go. I promise. <laughs> let me go. People. And another thing. And one more thing. I'm telling you. Like, 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 I can't remember who. You got to fight. For your right to party, to word to the Beastie Boys. If you let me tell you something, you got an opinion about something, that's how you feel, and then you get attacked, you get hit from the left with the he like that, talking about some oh you a Christian, so that means that, that. when they go so that means what that means is that you now have the open opportunity to go ahead and annihilate they ass for the good your mama joke oh god good you know whatever because the fact that they've taken what you said and decided to misinterpret it to mean something else that gives them the fuel to have something else to say to you when they shouldn't even be talking to you anyway you just you know Hurt, hurt the hurt the whole feelings. <laughs> I feel like that's the best time ever. And that, with that being said, I'm completely done. <laughs> with that but just being one more. Said, <laughs> thank you, Kim and Jay. Yes. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you for having us. So much for fun. Real. Thank you guys for coming and joining so us. Right? Do you guys want to have any church announcements before we get out of here? We sure do. What's that? Our church announcement is that it's actually a, a collective. The doors of the church are really open uh-huh. on August 18th here in New York City oh. for the Friend Zone Live. Hey. That's right. That's right. Damn it. We coming back <laughs> in these New York City streets to sock it one more time for our third year anniversary show. Can't believe we have a toddler, but we do. Oh, my gosh. So, Aww, uh, you Takashi know. 69 is performing. Yes, he is. I'm just <laughs> Let me get it started. <laughs> I told you I'm making changes. I'm even doing the Friend Zone. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, <laughs> So I'm just no, trying to be better. Oh, you know, friend, see me? It's real out here. Friend, so, see me? Just yeah. in the beam, huh? <laughs> Could you imagine? Yo, I would pass out. So, Everybody yes. say talk space. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the friend zone, we are coming back. We will be back with some more dates this fall. But we just wanted to go ahead and give you the one for New York because hey. it's going to be a blast. And you can just and stay it's tuned. it's a big one. Yes, it's a big one because New York is home. So why not always come out and show up and show out? So tickets on sale this Friday at thefriendzonelive.com, New York City, August 18th. Several more very exciting tour dates to follow. Five total. Yeah. Very close behind that date. So Be on the street. Yeah. (laughs) It's time to pack them bags and tow them. (laughs) Getting grown. You guys have anything you want to share with the audience while you have their attention? Oh, we'll be at the Impact Conference in D.C. July 21st. Absolutely. Um, okay. So you can check out our social media for, for links. Um, and then we'll have some other fun stuff coming soon. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll keep us posted. Let everyone know where they can find you both. Sis. Um, you can find me on Treble. I'm at, on Twitter at nothing but Treble. Uh, that's no G's. N-O-T-H-I-N-B-U-T-T. R E B L E and I'm on, I'm on Instagram. Oh, Tequila. Tequila. <laughs> I'm at Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Tequila Nicole. Um, yeah, and you can also follow the both of us at Getting Grown Pie, both on Twitter and on IG. But Jay, give the people your screen names. You can find me on everything. Yeah, AOL screen name. <laughs> my AOL. Um, <laughs> it's Jade of All Jades. Everything is Jade of All Jades. Jade of All Jades dot com. Jade of All Jades Instagram, Twitter. Getting Grown Podcast. At Gmail, getting grown pod, at everything else. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for having us.
Stay black and protect your magic. We love you guys. See you next time. Bye.